We all have busy periods in our lives for sure, but what about when it feels like the busy never actually ends, that you are forever rushing from one thing to the next with barely 30 seconds to catch your breath, when you're feeling constantly overwhelmed or on the edge of overwhelm and you just wish things would slow down? Well, I've been there, my friend, and it is not a great place to be. It can sap you of energy and confidence and joy as well. And it did that for me for a good few years, especially when my kids were small. I just launched my business and it was back in the old days where there was nowhere working from home. So my husband would usually be out of the house for 12 hours a day, leaving me to do pretty much everything for the kids from getting them dressed in the morning to putting them to bed in the evening. It is exhausting. Now, yes, it's definitely got a little bit easier as the kids have got older, but that doesn't mean that busy doesn't still happen. And I've learned a few things over the years, which have really helped me to stop feeling so busy all the time and to create that little bit more calm. And I can't wait to share a few of these nuggets and practical strategies with you today. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. Hello peeps and welcome back to the podcast this week fabulous to have you here. Now, we're getting into the subject of busyness today because I know for sure that while exercise, good nutrition and all of those things are some of the key foundations of a healthy, happy life, all of that stuff can feel ridiculously out of reach for us when we're already feeling like life is just way too full. You know, of course, we'd all love to look after ourselves better, but there are so many demands in our lives that it can feel really impossible to actually do that. Or it can feel stressful. Maybe we are doing that stuff, but it's feeling quite stressful just fitting it all in. And the first thing I'm going to say about this is that you are definitely, definitely not alone. Most women I speak to are in this situation. They're in a situation where they are busy, they're overwhelmed, they've got too much to do, they wish life would slow down for them. And it can be really tough. It can be really tough to be in that place. And the thing is, it's not actually our fault. You know, society demands an awful lot of us. And we all know that work life is designed for a family with just one person working. A full-time working week can only really be done successfully and without a ridiculous amount of stress, if we've got somebody else at home who's looking after all of the other stuff, who's looking after the family and the shopping and the cooking and all of those things. We don't have that these days because in a lot of our families, there's two of us working. And in a lot of our families, we've got to, you know, divide all of the other stuff between us. And sometimes that division of labour is unfair. Sometimes that division of mental load is unfair because even if it may seem that things are kind of evenly distributed between us, quite often we are the ones that are taking on the mental load, the thinking, the forms that have to go into school, the emails that come in from school. And I don't know about you, but lately (laughs) I've seen a big step up in that and it feels like we just get emails from school all the flipping time. It drives me up the wall. So we're sort of doing all of those things 
possibly around work as well, around possibly having kids, you know, all of these things are coming together. And modern life just isn't set up. It's not set up for two people in the family working. But, you know, the reality of finance these days is that we have to. And actually, we want to as well. And we should be able to without it feeling so ridiculously stressful all the time. And without it feeling like there's all of this pressure. But, you know, you already know all of this. So I'm not going to go into a rant about how modern life is working against rather than for us. Because today is about the practical stuff, about some things that you can actually put into practice just right now that are going to help you, that are going to help you to find a little bit more calm. And I've personally been in that place of overwhelm. So um, I'm not there anymore. (laughs) And that's, you know, that's why I feel like I can talk to you about this because I've worked out some strategies along the way that I'm going to share with you today. But, you know, certainly when the kids were younger, my husband would be out of the house for 12 hours a day. He wasn't working at home anywhere near as much, if ever, really. So I was responsible for all of the stuff with the kids, getting them up, getting them to school, getting them home again, doing their tea for them, getting them to bed, doing all of those things. So I was doing all of that alongside running my own business alongside obviously all the things that needed doing around the house because I was doing probably the lion's share of that. You know, my husband was helping, but it, you know, because I happened to be at the, at home most of the time, I was the one that was doing the lion's share of that. And certainly, uh, you know, once my business got really going, I got into a, a stage in my business where I was incredibly busy. You know, I had waiting lists. I had appointments coming out of my ears. I was on the go from first thing Monday to last thing Friday. I was stressing all the time about how I was going to fit all, the, all of my clients into the diary. I was constantly juggling things all the time. I was in the car going here, there and everywhere, visiting various clients. I was doing all of the things. It was It was a lot. And I was really stressed. I was really overwhelmed. And I spent the majority of my time feeling like that. You know, I'd have the odd moment of calm, maybe at the weekend where things would, you know, calm down a little bit. But even then, because I was so busy the rest of the time, it was constantly going through my head about all of the things that needed doing and everything that hadn't been done and what I needed to do next week. And I'm sure that as I talk about this, you're like, yeah, I'm totally identifying. I'm totally identifying. So, I was in that place and it was not doing me any good at all, you know, and I, and I realised after a while, I was like, I cannot keep going like this because this is just too much. This is ridiculous. I'm going to completely burn out here. And so I've had to start learning some ways of bringing more calm into my life. I've had to learn some strategies that have helped me. And, you know, of course, it's a bit easier now. The kids are a bit older. You know, they get on with their own stuff a lot more. My husband works from home a lot more these days. So the load is shared a lot more evenly in terms of school runs and things like that. And I've also gone about a mindset change. So a mindset change that has allowed me to step away from that culture of busy and towards something that serves me a lot better. Now, I'm not really going to talk about that today because, like I say, this is about the more practical stuff that's going to help you more immediately. But I just want you to be aware that that is part of the conversation as well, because the truth is, yes, society does not serve us. You know, we there's way too much that's expected of all of us these days. But a lot of us are also addicted to stress and busy. A lot of us do actually struggle to give ourselves more space. We say that we want more space, but the truth is that when we do get more space, more time, it can feel really, really uncomfortable. Like if you ever say to yourself, oh, I'm just happier when I'm busy, then it's because we feel uncomfortable with not being busy. We feel uncomfortable with what that means for us, whether it means that we're not successful or we're not important enough or whatever it is. 
Space and time can feel uncomfortable when we're so used to being in a rush and we're so used to being busy all the time. So there is, you know, a part of this conversation that's actually about the mindset of it and about removing ourselves and extricating ourselves from that culture of busy that we have all become embroiled in, I think. But like I say, I'm not going to go into that today, but I do have a couple of episodes that I've done previously that you can check out if you do want to go into a bit more depth in that. And I do suggest that you do as well, by the way, because we all have, you know, certain, you know, mindset and certain attitudes around being busy that we don't necessarily examine very often. When we look at them, we start thinking, oh God, right. Yeah. No wonder I never sit still. No wonder I never do that. So if you do want to go into that, go and have a look at episodes 27 and 60, because those talk a little bit more about the mindset side of that as well. I'll pop the details into the show notes as well, so you can very easily go and have a look at those. But yeah, I do suggest that you do that as well. However, today, let's get practical. Now, like I say, I've tried all of these out for myself, and that's why I'm bringing them to you, because these are all things that I have personally done. Some of them I still use all the time. Some of them I don't use as often. I use them when I need to, but different things are going to work for different people. Different things are going to, you know, have different effects or work better depending on your life and how you live your life and all those kind of things. But what I will say is that all of these things have served me well and have served my clients well as well, because these are things that I suggest to my clients when it's needed as well. So, you know, some are used more, some are used less, but I would definitely suggest that you you give some of them a try and see how they work, because that's essentially what I've done. I've experimented and I've tried different things out to find what has worked for me personally. So there's how many? Seven. There's seven of them. So the first one is one I actually love. I don't personally do it myself so much anymore. I used to do it more because some of these other things I find work better for me. But this is something that I've suggested to a few clients and they have said to me that it has really, really, really helped them. And that is to have a daily power hour. Could be a power hour, could be a power half hour, whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be daily as well, by the way, it could be a weekly power hour. Now, the purpose of the power hour is to do all of those annoying little jobs that you've been putting off or jobs that you know have to be done, but you don't really want to do, or that are just niggly little three minute jobs. You're like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And it kind of piles up. And what we often do is as we go through the day, we get distracted by some of these little things and we'll do a little thing here. And then two hours later, we'll do a little thing there. And then two hours later, we'll do a little thing there. And it disrupts the flow of the day. It makes us feel like we are forever trying to work through all of these niggly little jobs and never quite getting them done because they just keep popping up here, 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 here. And we, you know, sometimes we'll just tackle them as and when. We'll go, right, that thing needs to be doing. I'll do it now. And it can break off flow of other things that we might be trying to do, other bigger, more important jobs that we might ultimately be trying to do. So the idea of this daily or weekly power hour or however often you want to do it is that you collect up all those jobs. You collect all of them up. So as things come in, you might have a list ready and waiting or a pile in your kitchen of stuff that needs doing, you know, letters from school that need answering or or returning to school and things like that. So it's collecting up all of those little niggly jobs that are annoying you and that get in the way and that seem to pop up all the time and just putting them to one side. So you're not tackling them straight away and getting in the middle of your flow, but you're actually putting them to one side and saying, right, I'm going to do them at three o'clock this afternoon when I have my daily power hour and I'm going to go through them all then. So you collect up all those little jobs and do it like that. 
And what it means is that number one, you're much, much, much more efficient. It's way more efficient to set aside a bit of time to do three, four, five little teeny tiny jobs and just tick them off the list than it is to scatter them throughout your day and your life. The second thing that it's going to help you to do is to tackle those other jobs that are not necessarily small and niggly ones, but are ones that you don't really want to do. that you keep putting off. It might be like applying for a passport for a child or, you know, something like that. Those kind of jobs that you know need to be done, but you just, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Instead, you're like, what? Right, this is my time. Okay, I've done these three little niggly jobs. Now I'm going to do this big important job and I'm just going to get it done because now is my power hour and I'm going to power through and I'm going to get it done. So have a think about that. Like I say, it could be 20 minutes every afternoon. It could be a big two-hour chunk every week. It could be like on a Saturday, like I'm going to do a two-hour chunk of this and just literally set the alarm on your phone for however much time you're going to devote to it and do it. But just collect all of those little jobs together so you are not forever distracted by them. So that's number one is your daily power hour or weekly power hour, whatever you want it to be. The second thing is something that I've started to use a bit more recently and that has really helped. And that is to choose three priorities per day. So I do this mostly with my work, to be honest. And this is a really good one for work, I think. And what tends to happen is that at the start of the week, I make a big list of all the stuff. And I'm actually sitting here looking at my board, my board of things that need to be done this week. And I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, I've got eight things on my board and within each of those things, there'll be you know little jobs that are going on, like doing my podcast and writing all of my posts for the ChickFit Members Club for next month so that they are you know ready to go. They're good, all the, you know, the, the ones that I do um, on the regular, getting my social media sorted, you know, creating my next launch for Power Up Your Perimenopause. So all of those things are on my list. Now, if I sit there at the start of the day and I just stare at this massive list of things to do, it feels like a lot. And you can end up flitting around from one thing to the next to the next. And again, it's not a particularly efficient use of time. So what I'm starting to do now, what I've started to do recently, which has really helped me, is to look at my big to-do list and then write down three, just three things three things that have to be done that day. Now that can be very hard to do because you're like, but I've got 10 things that have to be done today. But what that does is it really focuses the mind on choosing the three most important things. So what I do actually is I do a combination of what's most important, but also what I'm in the energy for that day. Now, maybe I have the luxury of that because I'm self-employed. I don't have somebody else to answer to and, and a particular deadline necessarily. Although I do have deadlines because obviously certain things need to happen by certain times. But if I wake up in the morning and I'm in a very doing mood, then I'm going to choose tasks that are easy but that mean that I'm just doing, 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 doing. And I could just sit and I can focus on doing, doing and ticking off, ticking off, ticking off. Other days, I might be in more of a creative mood. And when I'm in a creative mood, I'm going to be doing things like my podcast. I'm going to be sitting down and I'm going to have lots of ideas for what I'm going to do for that. Or it might be my social media. I'm writing a couple of social media posts, for example, and things like that. So I try and use a mixture. What am I in the mood for today? And what is most important today? And it's got to be a combination because if I just did the things I was in the mood for every day, then all I would do is create new programs (laughs) and interact with my private groups on Facebook and stuff like that. Like I do all the fun stuff, the easy stuff, and I wouldn't do like so much of the admin maybe. 
I wouldn't do so much of the sort of the day-to-day must-be-done stuff. I'd do all the fun stuff. So there has to be a little element in there of the stuff that needs to be done as well. So I will sit down and I'll say, right, these are my three priorities for the day. As long as I get those done, then I've had a good day. Because what we often do is we have this, you know, like I say, I've got this big list of nine things. I'll do three of them and then I'll be like, oh my God, I did three of those. I've still got six to do. And I've got clients later in the week and I've not got that much time. And Whereas this way, at least I feel like, do you know what? I've had a good day. I've done those three things. Now, of course, if I do those three things and I've still got time, then I'll go back my, back to my list and I'll say, right, okay, what's next? Let's just tick another thing off before the, the end of the day or get started on another thing. But it has helped me to focus. It has helped to take some of the stress away. Like honestly, just the mere act of knowing that there's just three things I've got to prioritise has made a big old difference, a really big difference. So that is definitely something to think about. And what I do alongside that is I set the alarm on my phone. So I'll set the alarm on my phone, particularly if I'm not feeling very focused. And often first thing in the morning, I'm not, if I'm honest. I'll set alarm on my phone for say 25 minutes and I'll say, right, you've just got to focus for 25 minutes. Like if I'm doing some podcast planning, for example, I might just say, look, just focus on it for 25 minutes. More often than not, I'll get loads done. At lowest on that 25 minutes because I'm not like, oh, I've got to do this for the next three hours, which feels like a long time. Like it gets you very focused. And then I'll take a little five minute break, go get a coffee, go to the loo, whatever I need to do, come back, do another 25 minutes. So that's just a little aside that you can do alongside your three priorities for the day. So that's number two. Number three is give yourself breaks throughout the day. And I've already vaguely alluded to this. You do a chunk of work step away from your desk. Do a chunk of work, step away from your desk. And this goes whether you are having a work day or whether you're maybe you have days that you're at home and you're doing stuff around the house. Again, rather than just go, 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 take little breaks. Like lots of research has shown that we are more productive when we take breaks. So what we think if we just sit there and we just nail it for hours and hours and hours, we're going to get more done. But the truth is like the longer we try and focus the more our mind starts to wander, the less focused we become, the less productive we become. So we've got to take little breaks. And this is one of the things I personally have found most difficult. Like I'm a real doer. And so if I'm sitting at my desk, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm working and I'm working and I'm working and I'm working. And then a little while ago, I decided to experiment with it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to see what happens. Just going to see what happens if I give myself breaks throughout the day. And it worked. I felt like I got so much more done. I felt like I was much more focused when I was at my desk. I felt so much more productive. And I actually sat there at the end of the day and I was like, oh my God, I got loads done today. And before that, you know, when I wasn't doing that, I did not feel like that often. So give yourself a break, go for a little walk, go grab yourself a coffee, just step away from your desk and have a wander around the house for five minutes, go put a wash on, you know, whatever it is you need to do. So give yourself those breaks. And like I say, I did struggle with that. I really struggled with that. And I still struggle with that. I have to kind of make myself do it. But I think it, with all of these things, if you approach it from mindset of, I'm just going to give it a try. I'm going to experiment. I'm going to see what happens rather than suddenly like, oh my God, I've got to take breaks every day now. Just say, I'm going to try it. I'm going to see if it works for me. Give it a go for a week and see what happens. And I think you will actually be really, really surprised if you tend to just stay there, keep going, going, going. I think you'll be surprised at how much more productive you get if you take breaks. So yeah, give it a go. So a couple of the different ways that I've done that, depending on how I'm feeling on that day is like say the 25 minutes of work, 
five minute break, 25 minutes of work, five minute break. That's worked quite well for me. Another one that worked well that doesn't necessarily fit for me every day, depending on what else I've got going on. But another thing that can work if you do tend to be at your desk a lot is 40 minutes work, 10 minute break, 40 minutes work, 30 minute break. And it's going to feel like a lot. You can be like, whoa, that's a lot of time away from my desk. But anytime that I have done that one, anytime I've had the opportunity to do that one, my productivity has been through the roof. Like I promise you, I have done so much. I've achieved so much on those days that I've been able to do that. So give it a go, experiment with it and see what happens. And it feels good as well because you get time, you get space, you get to go out for a proper walk or whatever it is you want to do. It really, really is good. So give that a try because like I say, lots of research has shown that you get less and less and less productive as you get more tired throughout the day taking breaks can energize you and can get you back in the game again and get more done. So give that a go. The next one is stop yes from being your default and say no more often. This is something that a lot of women struggle with. We are yes people. We want to please everybody. We want to be the person that gets everything done and is efficient and, you know, all of those things. And we have also been brought up as good girls, haven't we? You know, we get told that we must be good. We must be quiet. We must please everybody else. And so we take that through into adulthood as well. But we possibly go too far with it because we start to say yes to everything else at the expense of ourselves and at the expense of what we need. So this one is usually quite the challenge, but it's starting to say no a bit more often to the expectations that people have of you, to the demands that people have of you, to the, you know, all of the things that you are, you are expected to do. And this kind of goes for stuff that we expect ourselves to do as well, because sometimes we can be very hard on ourselves and expect ourselves to do a lot. So how can you stop saying yes to yourself so much and say no more often and say, actually, no, I'm not going to do that. And then the next one, which kind of goes with this is creating boundaries, creating boundaries, particularly around things like work. And with the kids, for example, you know, we tend to just let the kids do whatever, whenever, and disturb us whenever, and ask things of us whenever, and be there for them whenever. And sometimes it can be really helpful to create a few boundaries with the kids to be saying, actually, at the moment, this is what I am doing. This is what I need to do. And it's important that I get this done. So if you need me, then let me know by all means, but I will be with you in 10 minutes. I'll do that thing for you in 10 minutes or 15 minutes whenever I'm finished. So creating those boundaries, but also creating a few boundaries with work. You know, maybe not answering emails at half past nine at night because then it becomes expected that you answer emails at half past nine at night. You know, give yourself a cutoff time. Nobody needs an email reply that late. They just don't. They, you know, it often other people are putting their priorities onto you. So create your boundaries around things like the kids, around things like work, around other people as well and the things that they demand of you. And it, it kind of goes with the previous point of, you know, just saying no a bit more often. Mm, the next one, delegate, delegate, delegate. Not all of the stuff is your responsibility. And this is definitely something that I have worked on a lot with my husband over the years of saying to him, actually, do you know what? I'm not doing this job anymore. This is your job now. Because I think, you know, particularly if we've had kids and we were at home with kids in the early days with them, by default, we've taken on an awful lot of jobs around the house. And then we go back to work and we sort of carry on doing those jobs around the house. And it's not because our other half doesn't want to help. 
it's often because they don't understand. They don't get all of the stuff that goes into running the house and looking after the kids and doing all of those things. So remember that it's not all your responsibility. You can delegate to other people. You can give your husband other jobs to do and say, actually, I'm not doing this job anymore. Over to you and let them get on with it. And quite often they'll just be like, oh God, right. I didn't even realise you were doing that (laughs) because we keep it within ourselves as well. So do as much of that as you can. And then that brings me on to the final one, which is involve the kids in jobs that need to be done. Now, this is something I'm quite big on and something I've started to do a lot more of recently. My kids are 10 and 13 now. And I'm like, you know what, kids? You need to be doing a lot more around the house. You need to be emptying that dishwasher. You need to be running the hoover around. You need to be helping me to make the dinner. Maybe even make it, you know, my 13 year old, she can certainly make the dinner by herself. It takes about three hours and involves an awful lot of mess, but she can do it. And, you know, and I know that she's not going to get quicker and less messy unless she practices and keeps doing it every now and again. So involve the kids, because I think that what we often do is we go, oh, it's just easier if I do it myself. I'm just going to do it myself. And then we eventually get frustrated because we're the ones that are doing everything. But it's because we do everything for the kids. Now, obviously, when they're a bit younger, it's just bloody annoying, right, to have them do things because they just make a mess of it and we end up having to redo it. And I totally get that. But as they get older, start to give the kids some jobs because I think we think that we're doing them a favour by doing everything for them. We think that we're making our lives easier by doing everything for them. But the truth is that if we do that, and if we continue to do that well into their teen years, we're actually doing them a real disservice because part of our job is to eventually send them out into the world with the skills they need to look after themselves. So, if we're doing everything for them now, we're not giving them those skills. We're not teaching them those things. So, you know, I really strongly believe that I want my kids to be self sufficient. I want them to go out and to be able to cook a decent meal and to be able to look after themselves. And so part of that is things like getting the kids to help me make the dinner, getting the kids to, you know, they always clear up the table after dinner. I don't clear up the table, they clear up the table and things like that. And some of it, which feels a bit like, oh, okay, that's a bit old fashioned almost. Like, you know, you make your kid clear the table and you go sit down in the living room. Yes, I do. Because then they see some of what I'm doing for them all the time, where they're off playing their Xbox or, you know, doing whatever they're doing. I'm doing all of these jobs by myself. And so sometimes they do jobs by themselves as well. So I am definitely getting them to do more and more and more. Don't be a martyr to your kids. Like, let them do more as they get older. And, you know, I know I've got friends who are like, oh, yeah, I just did it for them because it was just easier to do it myself. But the thing is, you keep doing that, you're going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. Like they need to practice a little bit and it's going to be messy at the start and they're going to do things. You're going to be like, oh my God, I've got to redo it after them and all of those things. But like try and embrace that a little bit because that's the only way they're going to learn. Like I say, my daughter made dinner for, I remember her making dinner for us about a year ago for the first time. She did it all by herself. She didn't want any help all by herself. It took about two hours to do something that probably would have taken me about 20 minutes. And yeah, the the mess in the kitchen was horrendous. Now I could have gone, oh, I'm just going to do it by myself in future. But actually, it's like, no, obviously you're not going to do it all the time. But every now and again, you're going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And eventually she is getting quicker. She's still not as quick as me, but she's getting quicker and she's getting better and she's getting more efficient because she's learning how to do it by herself. So I definitely would encourage you, get the kids involved. So there you go. I'm sure there are others that you can come up with to try for yourself, but these are things that have served me well and continue to serve me well. So the daily power hour, 
or whatever that, that time limit is for you. Choose three priorities per day to focus on. Give yourself breaks throughout the day so you're more productive. Say no more often and stop yes from being your default. Create a few boundaries. Delegate as much as you can and then involve the kids in jobs that need to be done around the house. Get them to help as they get old enough to do that as well. And my suggestion is that if you are really overloaded right now, just start with one of those things. Just give one a try. Like I say, just see it as a fun experiment. Just, oh, I'm going to try this thing and I'm going to see if it works. I'm going to give myself a week or two of trying it. I'm not going to prejudge. I'm just going to give it a go, see what works. And then you can move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So start with one thing. And remember that you will need to work on some of them. You know, some of those are going to feel uncomfortable. Saying no to people, if you always say yes, is going to feel uncomfortable. Taking breaks throughout the day is going to feel uncomfortable because your brain's going to say, you've just got to keep going. You've got so much to do. You can't possibly take a break right now. All of the things that my brain says to me sometimes when I walk away from the desk. But, you know, it often helps me with overwhelm as well, actually. So if I'm feeling very overwhelmed with things, my instinct is just stay, power through, but actually the thing that's helped me most is walking away for 20 minutes. And then when you come back, you're refreshed and you're clear-headed and you can get on with it better. So it will feel uncomfortable at times. So you're going to have to have a word with yourself sometimes and say, look, no, it feels uncomfortable, but this is going to help. But I promise you that once you do get through to the other side, you see the positives of some of these things, you'll want to do it more and more because it's going to help you. It's going to make a real difference. So what are you going to start with? Make that commitment to yourself today and make a start on finally creating that bit of space in your life. Because like I always say with these things, outside circumstances aren't going to change. No one is suddenly going to present you with fewer stressful events or less to do. People are going to pile things on. The world is going to keep demanding things of you, but it is in your power to make a few shifts in the way that you do things in a way that could have a huge impact, a huge impact on your world you know, to how you see the world, how you experience it, what you're able to do with your time, to being able to add in more of the things you actually want to do rather than spending your life doing all the things you should be doing. So go away, have a little try of these things, see what works for you. And like I say, these things have helped me to make some big changes in my own life over the years. And I know for sure that it can do the same for you too. So good luck. Let me know how you get on via Instagram at Alex Chickfit. And that's me for today. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode. I hope you are inspired to go create more time and space in your life and to try some of those strategies. And I am going to look forward to seeing you again next time. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.